It's okay to be proud to be an American. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. What is up, folks? Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. Today, we are doing a throwback episode uh, going back to last year, July 4th, when we sat down with our good friend Kenny Cody and we talked about why, yeah, it's okay, despite 38% of Americans saying they are not proud to be Americans, uh, proud to be American, why, not only is it okay, it's encouraged for you to actually stand up and say, yes, I am proud to be an American, focusing on the ideas of liberty, the ideas of freedom that help truly make this country as great as it is. So I want to go ahead and uh, bring you back to July of 2022 with our good friend Kenny Cody here on The Brian Nichols Show. We have a good friend who's going to be joining us here in the program. We're talking about July 4th and the importance of celebrating the ideas of liberty, of freedom, ideas that truly helped make America one of the freest countries back in the day and why it's so important important for us to get back to focusing on those ideas. But before I go ahead and introduce today's uh, guest first, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the Expat Money Podcast. Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat and check out the Expat Money Podcast. Why? Because you want to protect your money that you worked so hard to earn from ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and greedy, unjust governments. Our good buddy Mikel Thorpe over at the Expat Money Podcast. Podcast says that he helps people just like you invest internationally, secure second passports and residencies, eliminate your tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. Also, we'll make sure we have the link here for the Expat Money Summit taking place November 7th through November 11th, five days, 30 expert speakers. And by the way, that virtual summit, it's free. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash expat. All right, folks, I mentioned uh, he's a returning guest here on the program, and he's a good, dear friend, Kenny Cody from Cody's Concerns. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. How are you, brother? Doing good. Happy Friday, my friend. How are things in Tennessee? Going great. A little hot, as we talked about before the podcast <laughs> started, um, but uh, so getting a little sweat on. Uh, going down to Florida for my friend's wedding uh, next week, but uh, glad to be here with you. Been writing articles, been trying to be politically active as I can be, but uh, just glad to be here. You've been busy. That's an understatement. You actually just wrote an article over at Town Hall, which is inspiring today's conversation because... Uh, here, we're recording on July 1st. For uh, those who are here in the Brian Nichols Show audience, you're likely listening to this as you're uh, either just heading out for your uh, festivities, maybe going and visiting some friends and family, or you're listening to this over the weekend as you're enjoying said festivities. Well, if that's the case, well, let's talk about why we're celebrating this weekend, why we are, in fact, celebrating July 4th. And it goes back to the ideas of liberty, of freedom, of them being overtly American ideals, American principles that we brought not just to this continent, but to the world. And and we, yeah, took inspiration from a lot of classical liberal thinkers, but we're the first ones to actually do it. Now, have we lost our way? Absolutely. And I don't think anybody out there would argue with that in the slightest. However, 
That's why July 4th, I think, is so special because it gives us a chance to focus on those very principles and ideals that we in the greater liberty movement, we embrace every single day. But it seems like for a moment, everybody else in America at least acknowledges that those principles, those ideals existed, if not now, at one point in time. And let's talk about why you wrote this article over at Town Hall, and that was the importance of bringing America first ideals to conservatives. I'm making the argument, I think we should do the same thing to libertarians, specifically with those ideas being the ideas and in, in principles of liberty and freedom. Kenny, Talk to us. America first. What is it that you're seeing from the perspective of America first that conservatives can win on? Well, it's a few issues, right? I mean, last week or two, we've seen the virtue signaling left and, you know, that's, that's the enemies of both libertarians and conservatives, you know, kind of virtue signaling made people feel bad about the morality when it comes to guns, when it comes to abortion. And it's a it's a strange phenomenon. Um, you know, I think a lot of conservatives have lost their way in being proud of the actual values that conservatism was based on. You know, we've always been pro-life. We've always been pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment. Um, there's a few aspects of the America First Movement I think that are kind of new when it comes to criminal justice reform, when it comes to foreign policy and the anti-intervention mindset when it comes to America's approach to foreign policy. Um, but the last few weeks, we've kind of seen a lot of Republicans on my side cave, right, when it comes to the 12 senators who voted for the uh, gun control bill that was sponsored by the Biden administration and pushed by the Biden administration yeah. and, and was uh, sponsored by Democratic senators, you know, 12 of them voting for more gun control and more uh, collapses on our Second Amendment. Um, and then when it comes of course abortion you know we've been in a lot of conservatives and a lot of libertarians at least pro-life libertarians that i'm friends with and celebrating um the overturning of roe v wade and the ruling of dobbs you know for once you know giving power back to the states the way it's supposed to be when we with national policy it's not supposed to be aside you know abortion was never uh, included in the constitution it was never interpreted to be in the constitution until roe v wade but that overturning allows rights to make abortion um either legal or restricted or whatever in states that's the way it was supposed to be but for some reason the left is trying to make this morality argument that if you're you know if you're pro-life then you're anti-woman or you're anti-child and you're pro-death you're for anti you're anti-health care you're not for women being able to have safe health care and i think all these arguments or again with, with the uh, uvald massacre you know it's our fault pro second amendment pro-gun people it's our fault that children got massacred in texas you know all these argumentations have made conservatives i think fall by the wayside when it comes to being proud of the actual belief systems that make conservatism that make us be proud to be america first to make us be proud to be americans in general and the article basically talks about they're always going to do this, right? The left is the left for so long. The Democrat Party, the left, the, the uh, even if you want to talk about those who are even further left of those in the establishment Democratic Party are always going to virtue signal, are always going to make conservatives and libertarians feel bad about the way that they believe government should work. And the article is basically saying, you know, it's bashing back. It's saying, don't be afraid and don't be ashamed. Be proud to be a conservative. Be proud to be a libertarian. Be proud to prioritize your country and your country's people over foreign interests, over uh, bureaucracy's interests, okay, or bureaucrat interests. Actually prioritize your people and actually prioritize the way government is supposed to work and the reason we were founded the way we were founded. 
giving individualism back to individuals, giving states the right to make their own laws instead of being overwatched and overarched by the federal government. You know, I think conservatives oftentimes are the ones that feel bad, unfortunately. You know, the, the left never feels bad about any position that they take, whether it's, it's a, you know, pro-choice, whether it's anti-gun, whether it's cancel culture, whether it's, you know, destroying somebody's life because of the way they believe. They, they don't feel bad, but we do for some reason. So I, it was basically a rallying call to conservatives this July 4th. Don't be ashamed of the way that you believe. Don't bow down to bureaucrats. Don't bow down to authoritarians trying to make you feel bad about the way that you believe. Be proud to be a conservative, be proud to be a libertarian, and be proud to be an American was basically the message of an article. Yeah, and let's be happy warriors, right? I mean, I, I saw a comment. <laughs> I don't remember where it was. I think maybe it was on Twitter. Somebody said I was the Gary V of the liberty movement, which I it made me audibly laugh out loud. But let's look at that for a second because one of the things Gary V leads with is the idea of leading with honey, not vinegar, trying to put out happiness, put out goodness into the world. And the reality is, is that there is a large, large group of people in America who are desperately demanding, pleading for some type of good news. They're so exhausted of the political back and forth. And they're just looking for people, like good people leading with good solutions, with good hearts, with good souls, good energy. Like that's what people want. And we've seen yet there has been this reversion, especially by the uh, the, the folks in the left, to go more towards this negative, just, uh, you know, to your point, you know, you don't support legislation, so you want someone to die. Like, that, that has turned the conversation so much more vitriolic, and with that, it's made it impossible to actually have truly a conversation. And with that, I think it's important to your point, instead of excusing away the things you believe, the, the principles that you espouse, it's important for us to put our, our flag down, not only just what we believe, but do so in a, a welcoming manner. We should be opening our doors to people who are interested in doing things in a different way. And yet what's funny, and I this kind of struck me, Kenny, as we were talking about this, is that it's not really that different of a way. If anything, it's just a reversion back to the adherence of principles that we really embraced that made us, back to my original point, one of the strongest, best countries in the world until we lost our way. Right. And, you know, me and you were talking about before the podcast, what does America First mean? Right. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people view it as this nationalist, you know, trying to attach it to like neo-Nazism and trying to attach it to like white nationalists. That's not what it's about. You know, the, the America First catchphrase itself was originally defined in World War II and World War One as a, as a committee, I believe, that embodied this catchphrase and was for non-interventionism. You know, let's defend our allies. Let's defend ourselves. Let's defend America's interests first instead of just seeing needless taxpayer funds, needless men to go fight on behalf of other countries' problems and other countries' issues rather than just prioritizing ourselves and prioritizing the reason that we're, we are anti-interventionists, right? I mean, anti-interventionists itself is America first. And I think a lot of libertarians, at least on um, the LP, you know, a lot of the LP establishment people or the Democratic Party that is so embedded in trying to be anti-Russia, view America first as this, you know, racist, nationalist, um, xenophobic sort of movement. And that's not just what it is. It, it's prioritizing the American people. And that includes soldiers, that includes federal government employees, that includes state government employees, that includes the everyday American that's working in small towns, that's working in urban cities, working in big cities. That's everybody in America. That's who that's what American policy is supposed to be. You know, if we were supposed to be this international law, this international government, we would be that. But we are America's government. We are America's foundation. 
Okay, we're, we're the movement, the conservative movement, the libertarian movement, the democratic movement, whatever you want to talk about, parties or whatever, they are all making and advocating for laws that are going to affect Americans. They're not going to affect or have any care about what's going to happen in other countries, and they shouldn't. And that's what America First prioritizes. But for some reason, you know, conservatives, libertarians are made to feel bad about not caring. Not, not only say not caring, but not willing to send money and to send efforts and to send soldiers to die on behalf of other countries' uh, citizens or on behalf of another country's government because of their own failures and their own uh, bankruptcy and stuff like that, right? I mean, we've, we've sent, I think the only country that has sent more than us, or at least in comparison to us, to Ukraine has been Estonia. And that's pretty funny, right? I mean, you don't hear any NATO country giving tons of billions of dollars of taxpayer funding. You don't hear of any uh, UN countries. You don't hear of any EU countries. It's all about, you know, America being the world's police and America being the ones that fund wars and are behavioral to the uh, military industrial complex and these organizations and these groups that prioritize international collectiveness, right? International collectivism and uniting uh, as a world to solve a world problem. But, and with the America first movement, the catchphrase, the people who believe in America first say, no, let's prioritize what is going on in our country. Let's look at what rights are being taken away. Let's look at what babies' lives need to be saved through, you know, overturning a rugby way in the state's rights to be able to make laws to save the most amount of children. Let's look at these issues before we even think about considering making laws that are going to prioritize other countries and other foreign foreign policy over our own. Let's, it is a nationalist movement. It is a na nationalist that doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. It's just caring about your own country caring about the citizens that are existing in your country. So, and that, that's mainly what the article is about. It's being nationalist and being patriotic, being that America first is being prioritizing Americans and prioritizing American policy instead of being benevolent or beholden to another country and being beholden to a bureaucracy of our own. Right? The left just wants to grow government expansion. They want to grow the federal government and they want state governments to be beholden to the federal government, which is against the idea and the foundation of federalism, right? But for some reason, it's viewed as this anti, you know, anti the xenophobic, racist sort of insult being used to describe the movement. And that's trying to make Republicans, conservatives and libertarians feel bad about the way that they believe. And, and, and then again, that's what the article argues is don't be ashamed. I, and I, I don't understand why Republicans and Libertarians have lost their backbone in terms of that. Don't give up to the people that hate you because they wouldn't give it up for your criticism, right? Republicans and Libertarians can criticize the left all day. They're never going to be ashamed of the way they believe, and we shouldn't be either. Here, here, Cody. Here, here. Uh, and you know who else uh, really stood by their morals and stood by their convictions? Back when it really counted was our founding fathers, the framers, the founders of this country. And, uh, you know, there was one quote, the uh, the tree of liberty must be watered by uh, from time to time from the blood of yep. tyrants. Who said that? It's good old TJ, oh, sure. right? Yes, TJ. Yep. Yeah, little yes, TJ Tom Thomas, Jeff Thomas Jefferson. That's right. So uh, uh, that is obviously a re reference to the blood of tyrants quote. And uh, by the way, that's one of our episode sponsors. That's that, look at that segue, Kenny. That, <laughs> if that ever was a segue, uh, I have my my blood of tyrants wine here now. Kenny, 
candidly, I don't drink anymore. However, uh, this this awesome, awesome uh, product, I cannot recommend enough because number one, the reviews, the five-star reviews are out of this world, but also number two, it's a Liberty uh, business. So you can go ahead and not only support a great Liberty-based organization, but also it's great wine. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is more a Merlot and uh, also it's going right back to a Liberty-based organization. So head to uh, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and use code TBNS at checkout. You get $5 off your uh, your order. And uh, by the way, the more you order, the more you save. So uh, go ahead one more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Get your uh, awesome blood of tyrants. Here you go. One more time for the uh, video viewer. You can see my bottle in the screen. Uh, yeah, go ahead and get your bottle again. Blood of tyrants at briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. All right, Kenny. So I, I'm on board, right, with the idea of trying to get people to see the value. And yet we see a lot of people, you've talked about this, playing defense. And I've talked about this, actually, when I was over on Tim Pool, I brought this up, the importance of, you know, number one, if you're explaining, you're losing. So that's why it's important to set narratives versus respond to narratives. And how you were looking at what, what at the time I was on the, the show, it, this was when Governor DeSantis was really standing up with the, uh, the don't say gay bill was the topic of conversation at the time, and how he was setting such a strong narrative and making the left have to accommodate to his narrative versus us responding. So correct me if I'm wrong, this is almost the exact same argument you're making. You're, you're making the claim and uh, not claim, but you're making the, the argument to the audience that instead of explaining, you know, no, we're not X, Y, Z, we're not the worst things that we've been called by our detractors. Instead, just ignore those arguments and instead start setting the narratives. This is what we believe. This is why we believe it. We don't have to convince everybody, but there is a market for people who are open to those ideas. Is that your uh, your kind of approach here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, playing offense is the ideal strategy when it comes to politics. I mean, if you're defending your position, you're admitting there's some fault, right? You're, you're admitting there's faults and there's holes in your argumentation, but the, you know, I may believe this, but this is really what I believe. I, don't do that. Yep. Be proud and, and be unashamedly, unabashedly. America first, be unabashedly libertarian, be unashamed to be a conservative, whatever you believe. And I encourage even the left to do that. And they, and the problem is they do that anyway, right? Like they do it anyway, that they always argue as if their uh, position or their policy is the only one. And that's the reason we should argue. Okay. We're not, we're on the point of bipartisanship at this point. Okay. Bipartisanship went away in 2020. And that's my viewpoint, at least bipartisanship in terms of the way government should govern their citizens went away when we were locked down and when people lost their livelihoods, when suicide rates, drug overdoses went up because the Democrat Party took control and locked people down in their homes, okay, for a political pull and to blame a virus on a certain ideology or a certain approach to government governments and governance itself. That went away. And it's time to stop being bipartisan in that regard. Um, and the left has not been bipartisan for a very, very long time when it comes to the approach to governance. Um, and I think the Republicans and conservatives need to start being like the left in that regard. I know that sounds really strange, but we need to stop being weak and we need to stop being moderates. We need to stop being these squish, being in these squish positions where we are, we are feeling bad or we are caving on one or two issues. So we would be the good guys, the Republicans that the Democrats like, or the Republicans that the independents like, because they're not so far right or they're not so whatever you want to say, not so, um, you know, Trumpian or Trump and whatever that, whatever you want to describe somebody as a Trumpers or whatever. Stop being that, like stop caving. 
And that, that's the message that I want to try to send to people is for such a long time, the left has been so proud of the way they believe, you know, in, in being pro woman and being pro minority and being pro black and being, you know, pro whatever they can do to virtue signal to segments or, uh, different parts of the population, different parts of the electorate. And they feel so good about themselves. You know, if you look at my tweet on Twitter, you're going to see a lot of like Nazis, like people calling me a Nazi because I'm just America first. And it's similar to Germany's national nationalist base in the 1930s and 40s. And it's, I just, I don't care. (laughs) I think that needs to be the attitude as I don't care what people say about the way that I believe, because guess what? It's what I believe. It's the reason that I am a libertarian. It's the reason that I'm a conservative. It's the reason that I'm a Republican is because of the way that I believe. If I was not sure, if I was not sure about the way that I believe, if I was not confident in the values and the belief systems that I prioritize, that I write about, that I advocate for, and the candidates that I campaign for, the candidates that I write about, the issues that I write about, and the, the topics and the values that base my ideology. If I'm not proud of that, there's no point of being a political activist. There's no point in running for office. And, I, I, and I've done that. I've done that in being a chairman. I've done that in being a journalist and being a freelance opinion columnist. And being just an activist in general, like if I didn't believe these value systems and these belief systems that have found that have set the foundation for my entire approach to politics and my passion for public servitude, if I did not have that, there would be no point. And if I was not proud of that and was unabashedly, as I say in the article, proud of the way that I believe my approach and my belief systems about government and Western civilization and culture. I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. But the thing about it is I, I am. I'm very proud. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what people say about the people that I like. I don't care, care about the people that say I'm a racist, a misogynist, or a Nazi, or whatever. I don't care. And Republicans and conservatives and libertarians need to stop caring about criticism. Okay, there's there's a difference between being criticized and being say, well, you can improve on this, improve on this, and you're going to be able to make it better. That's a difference in being being called an insulted and being said that your morality is at an all time low because you believe this way or that you are pro gun or pro abortion or whatever. There's a difference, and Republicans and conservatives and libertarians seem to be forgetting that difference. There is a very thin line between criticism and insult, and unfortunately, conservatives care far too much about the insults they receive from the progressive left that if we insult them in the same way, they don't care, right? They don't care because they still feel good and are proud of the way they believe. And even if it's fake or whatever, they're proud they're pro-Ukraine. They're proud that they're trying to virtue signal to minorities. They're proud that they're pro-abortion and pro-choice. Like they're, they're proud of that. And we need to be proud of the way that we believe. Because we lose credibility if we don't. And I say that in an article. The reason people respected in 2016 Donald Trump was because he was unabashedly himself. And he was unabashed about the way that he believed. The reason the Tea Party movement succeeded in the, in the 2010s is because we believe that the federal government, we believed at that time that the federal government was being authoritarian. They had kept, caused the housing market to crash. They had caused the recession because of their ineptitude to govern, right? Voters love and you're unabashedly proud of the way that you believe. And we need to stop caving. We need to stop being weak when it comes to the most important issues. When it comes to war, when it comes to guns, when it comes to abortion, these three issues are some of the most passionate and polarizing issues of our time. 
but we need to be proud of our positions and quit caving to the left because I guarantee you they're not going to cave when they want to lock you down and they want to make sure that the government is ruling your life again. Just be proud. That, that, that's basically my entire point is don't be ashamed of the way that you believe and you will win more. You'll be able to govern the way you want to govern. You don't govern by caving. and You don't govern by being weak. You govern by being proud of what you believe in. And on July 4th, I want conservatives to remember that. Kenny Cody bringing the fire. You gotta love it. And also this kind of reiterates, we just had a recent guest in the program, Chris Widener, who talked about if you're winsome and you lead with the ideas and, and the, really the presenting yourself as a winning team, a winning solution, then you might win some. And uh, that is absolutely true right to your point, Kenny, why it's so important to lead with your principles, lead with your convictions, and do so unabashedly. And uh, hey, But I will say it is important for us to acknowledge that there are times when we can acknowledge we maybe we were wrong, when we're presented with new facts, new information, and that's okay. You have the right to change your mind, but if there are certain things that are just deep-held principles and values that you firmly believe, and I firmly encourage you, as does Kenny here, to uh, please embrace those as well and, and lead with them. Um, and then as we kind of wrap things up today for you know final thoughts, my final thoughts for the audience today is declare your independence. Please take a step. And Kenny said he thought bipartisanship died in 2020. Uh, Kenny, I think bipartisanship died far, far before that. But frankly, I think a lot of people out there also acknowledge that because we see by the virtue of over 50% of the American electorate not voting in national elections, People are, are tired, they're burnt out, and they're politically just disengaged, apathetic, agnostic. So I've said many a time here in the program, you might not want to get involved with politics, but politics is going to get involved with you. Whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats, it doesn't matter which team you're on. If you're on a team, business owners, if you're, if you're out there and you've just felt over the past two years the direct impact of what government can do to you when they can snap their fingers and say, you're not essential anymore. We're going to shut your business down for an arbitrary amount of time. Could be a couple weeks, could be a couple months. Who knows? How can you then say, well, I don't want to get politically involved. I don't want to get politically active. Okay, back to my point. You don't want to get involved with politics. Politics is going to get involved with you. So how do you get away from politics going after you in a negative sense? It requires you to get involved. You have to declare your independence from this old way of thinking and actually start to, to lead in a different way. Back when we talked about in July 4th, what did the, the founders do? They declared independence from, at the time, the largest empire that the world had ever seen, the United Kingdom, uh, the Great Great Britain, right? The, the, the big, bad, you know, United Kingdom. You watch for the Patriot, you get all fired up, you want to go be Mel Gibson, right? So you, you see, that is where we went. And that idea of, of being being strong in your convictions enough to do what you need to do to say what you need to say and to your point not be afraid of what you're saying to do so unabashedly proudly and to your point in this case uh leading with the ideas that help make america first uh that being said kenny cody uh final thoughts for the audience on your your side today uh be proud and uh like you said, Brian, I mean, I mean, you, no matter what happens, no matter if you like politics or you hate politics, and I completely understand those who do, um, it's going to affect you eventually, and especially locally. You know, when we have experienced what we have the last two or three years, we've experienced now in, in a combined array, we've committed a presidential election that turned parties. We went through a period of time where COVID locked down millions of people and 
destroyed thousands upon thousands of businesses and livelihoods that in, in that regard. We've witnessed the greatest, to me, the greatest Supreme Court decision in the last 50 years in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And we have had our Second Amendment challenged by those on the left that want to rob us of our Second Amendment rights. It's going to affect you eventually, whether you believe so or not, whether you believe that politics matter or they don't, they do. And I encourage you, if you're, if you're not writing like me, if you're not doing podcasts like Brian, if you're not going to go run for public office, at least be active. Know that voting matters. And I know that sounds strange because a lot of the left want to paint out Republicans as we don't want you to vote. We, I, I do want you to vote. I want you to realize what government's doing to you behind your back and what government is doing to you behind closed doors. Realize that the reason that bureaucrats and the reason that elected officials are allowed to run your life is because of who you're putting in there. No matter if it's locally, statewide, or federally, they control your life unless you stop it, unless you let people that's going to leave you alone. And I encourage people, no matter if they hate politics, and like I said, I understand completely what people do. It's very polarizing. But regardless, you need to be active. You need to realize that even if you're not active, it's still going to affect you. So you might as well be active and you might as well vote and be proud and realize what values matter the most to you. And that was my message in the article is to conservatives. If these issues matter to you and you're very passionate about something, if you're very passionate about a certain topic or issue and you feel like you've never been able to express it, express it. I don't care what it is. If you're left-leaning, if you're right-leaning, if you're down the middle or whatever, express what you believe in and be proud of what you believe in. And I promise you will find your way to make a difference in politics if you're just proud of what you believe. There you go. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our throwback episode to July 4th, 2022 with our good friend Kenny Cody, where we where we outlined why, yes, it is important for us to be proud to be Americans. I hope you got some value from that episode, especially as we're airing today a day after uh, July 4th, uh, 2023. So uh, with that being said, if you did get some value from today's show, please go ahead and give it a share when you do tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty Twitter and on Facebook. Also, you can go ahead if you have not yet yet subscribe to the Brian Nichols show over on your favorite podcast catcher. Well, you're you're missing out because we have over 740 other amazing episodes here of the program. So whether it's Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast delivered, just go ahead, hit that subscribe, and download all unplayed episodes. Also, we have a video version of the show, so if you are over on YouTube, hit that notification bell, and also hit that thumbs up button, and also hit the subscribe button so you miss a single time we go live. Also, Rumble and Ben Swan's Sovereign Media, S-O-V-R-E-N. Go ahead, if you are joining us, by the way, over on Sovereign, well, congrats, you are getting today's episode before anybody else as a Sovereign exclusive, and you will get all Sovereign exclusives over on Sovereign. Big fan of Ben Swan's Independent Media. If you have not, go ahead and uh, join there. Please go ahead and do so. And a final thing, if you want to go ahead and get this awesome t-shirt I'm wearing, Michael Scott 2024, which outlines his 40-day plan. If you're a big Office fan or if you have an Office fan in the family who also is a big fan of politics, go ahead to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. Get yours today. Use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order. Other than that, it's all I have for you. So with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kenny Cody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Don't blow your arms off, kids.